awful lot of angst about the Steelers' offensive line. And I'll acknowledge right here that I'm a contributor to that. I feel it just the same. But you know what? There's one piece to this line that I feel like not enough people know about and maybe they should know a little bit more. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. You have to go back to the training camp of 2020 that was in Heinz Field. Uh, pretty much at the peak of the pandemic. And even though that was the case, we were allowed in as reporters. We had to keep crazy distances up in the yellow seats. But, you know, we had binoculars. We're able to see what we can see. And one thing that I can tell you that I saw at that camp, and more important than that, that the football scouts sitting behind me and the other football people sitting around me, all safe distances, of course, were talking about was Zach Banner. Zach Banner had not the best camp of any right tackle, although he was in a duel, you'll recall, for the starting job with Chooksakorafor. He had the best camp of any offensive lineman, anyone at any position. That's not me talking. That was the Steelers' own scouts, the people who are paid to watch these things and to get them right. They felt so strongly about Banner's performance, his overall poise, his doggedness, his thoroughness, Oh, and one other thing, that he was lined up against T.J. Watt through the whole camp. That they believed that he was having a better camp than anyone there. And if you know anything about the Steelers' world, you know that you don't ever put anyone above Marquise. Marquise is always the guy. He's in his own stratosphere. So they felt that strongly that they were comfortable saying that he was better than 53. I'll add on to that that TJ started getting really sick of this. TJ does not easily accept defeat, okay? He usually doesn't experience it to have to accept it. But he was getting eaten up. Banner's a really, really, really big dude. When he's performing well, meaning he's got the technique going, he's got the right foot action, he's giving when he needs to give, he's pushing forward when he needs to do that. That's an awfully large obstacle to go around 
so when he and TJ got into it a couple of times, one of them was a doozy that I was there for because a bunch of other guys started jumping in too, and that happens as well because all of your fellow position guys feel like they need to stick up for the guy that's on your side of the ball in order to show camaraderie and team spirit and everything else like that. Uh, by the time they got separated, and they just kept competing the way that you would certainly expect from TJ, but again, you haven't seen that much of Banner. Banner goes out there one game, and he's gone. That night in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And just like that, everything about him seemed to be forgotten. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. That's LGKG. They represent people who've been hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers for over 15 years. That's a designation that's reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys across the entire Commonwealth. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or call 888-842-5454. I feel like I've learned a lot about Banner away from the field. Um, he's extremely accessible. He's easy to get to know. He actually makes every bit the effort to get to know you as you do him. And he's like that with anyone he encounters. Really, really like engaging personality. He's got a fire to him, and he's got such a vocal, demonstrative fire to him that... To be honest with you, there are times you can kind of question its authenticity because you think, like, come on, man, nobody's like this, like, all the time. Nobody's really like this. He actually is. It's not an act. At OTAs, he kept walking back and forth in front of where we, the reporters, were held up in this balcony overlooking the fields. And to no one in particular... He would say out loud, question mark. And, you know, we'd be like, huh? And then he would come back again. Remember, he wasn't permitted to participate in the actual drills. So he was going like from the area where he's able to do his rehab exercises out to see his fellow offensive linemen and kind of cheer them on or whatever. That's why he had to pass by in front of the reporters. So he'd do it again. And he'd look up and he'd say it again. Question mark. And thinking, oh, geez, one of these people up here on this balcony must have referred to him as a question mark of some kind. And he's taking that as his motivation. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, A, I, I wouldn't care if it was me. <laughs> okay, I've written things that are way, way, way more critical than assessing someone as a potential question mark when they've made one NFL start. But my second thought was, he never stops. This just goes on and on and on with him. He believes he's going to be an elite. Not a good, not a very good, an elite right tackle. 
in the NFL. And for that matter, it's noteworthy that at this stage, as we're speaking right now, it is not set in stone that Chooks would move from right to left tackle. That's just where they are right now. Mike Tomlin made this point a zillion times over when that first depth chart was discussed back in April. He goes, these things in April mean nothing, and you can quote me on that. And what I took that to mean as it related to the tackles was, maybe they end up moving Banner over there. You know? And then you don't have two people that are either inexperienced or out of position, and you at least have that steadiness on the right side that you enjoyed last year with Chooks being over there, and you're not asking him to learn a new position. But maybe you don't do that unless you're 100% sure, and I mean 100, that Banner's surgically repaired knee is fully ready to go. Like, no restrictions, no holding back, no this practice off, that practice off, full go with that knee. If that's the case, mark my words, you might see Chook stay on the right side and Banner go to the left. And I'm telling you that I'd be okay with that based on what I've seen of this kid. But I also understand that there'd be a lot of rightful skepticism about this because nobody else has really laid eyes on him. You know, he's just a It'll be fascinating to watch this play out. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. And today's comes from Marcus, who asks, with all the constant talk about the offensive line, <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. They're kind of a big deal. The rest of his question says, with all the constant talk about the offensive line, what about finally using Derek Watt at fullback? Can that help the young group up front? Yes, and yes, you will see him. And yes, I will wait for all the laughters to subside at my having spoken that phrase. All right, we done yet? Okay. It is a new offensive coordinator. He is utilizing the fullback. I feel like I always have to preface this by saying I'm not allowed to discuss formations and this and that and things that we see in rookie camp, OTAs, and mini camp. But there's been enough visuals to support this. There's been enough discussion to support this. Also, it happens to be accurate. This coordinator, Matt Canada, wants to utilize the fullback. He wants to create obvious wedges. He wants to create holes that matter for Najee Harris. If they come in the context of a zone-blocking scheme where you see the linemen more spread out, and it comes in the context further of lots and lots of pre-snap motion, then you can have the benefit of the fullback attacking a hole where it's not all that obvious he was going to be 
attacking. And I think you know what I'm saying when I when I try to describe that because generally speaking, you know, if you go back to, you know, 1958 football and you're handing off to the tailback, the fullback's just plowing ahead to try to clear a hole. It's advertised. I mean, it's a red blinking screaming neon sign as to where they're going to be going and from there it's just a matter of execution and toughness this will have more layers to it but the fullback is going to be one of these layers and i think that goes double for when the steelers get down closer to the goal line and inside the red zone Derek watt if you'll recall when he was signed at a fairly hefty price more than three million a year the cynics and not without cause said oh this is just to make tj happy and so tj will sign a long-term contract and i mean never mind that that's absurd tj is going to sign where they give him money and where he wants to be if he wanted to go where his brother was they could have done some nba style thing and arranged where they'd be playing together didn't happen Derek watt was with the Chargers, an actual football player. I mean, he, he got on the field. He ran the ball. He caught the ball occasionally. Uh, this was not someone who was supposed to come here and just magically make, you know, one or two appearances on the field only in fourth and one or fourth and inches and otherwise just be a special teams guy. He was supposed to be and was a lot more of what I just described. It, of course, never happened under Randy Feetner. Heck, he wouldn't even bother with him on third and inches, fourth and inches. I mean, situations that were just begging for a fullback. So, yes, the answer to my question, Marcus, is yes, he will be out there. He will be part of this offense. To what extent, I don't know. I don't think we're going to know that even after watching preseason games, but I do think we'll know a lot more about that after Buffalo. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Mm-hmm.